Good morning. <laughs> Sorry. Caught me swallowing water. <laughs> Don, you're too fast. <laughs> All right, we have some announcements that we need to make, and Wayne Rhodes wants to make one. Wayne, you come on up here, and then I'll, when I get through, you'll be ready. A wonderful Wednesday start this week. Kids are invited to meet Katie at the playground at 9 a.m. Parents pick, pick them up at 11.30. On June the 28th, immediately following the service, will be lunch on the lawn. Bring side dish, dessert to share, hamburgers, hot dogs, and drinks will be provided. This will be the day that you'll welcome your new minister, Reverend Joe Kate. So you want to make sure you put that on your calendar and be here for that. Greenville Drive baseball game. We have a block of seats reserved for Sunday, July the 5th. First pitch is at 4.05. It's an afternoon game. Tickets are only $8. Contact Katie to reserve yours today. I, am, I was officially retired at the annual conference. Church is an odd thing. I was retired, but I'm working today, so who knows? Um, I want to just... I'm not very good at goodbyes. I don't know what Wayne's going to say, but I'm not too good at goodbyes. I just want to tell you that I appreciate very much your witness, your faithful witness to the Lord Jesus Christ, to the missions and ministry of this wonderful church. Uh, I love you. I know you love me, and I will continue to pray for you, and I hope you'll continue to pray for me. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, I just wanted to, to remind you to to join us in the social hall as we express to Joseph our love and appreciation for his service to the church. And uh, you can, you'll have an opportunity to, to speak to him individually then. Thank you, see you out there.
pray together. God of wind, word, and fire, we bless your name this day for sending the light and strength of your Holy Spirit. May that same Spirit enable us to praise and witness to your love throughout all the earth. Through Jesus Christ who lives with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever. Amen.
let us affirm our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day He rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence He shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated, and if we have any children, have any children today, there was a bunch over at 9 o'clock because of vacation Bible school, and um, I don't see any, Samantha. And you want to, you can give it to us. You want to, is there somebody, is there somebody else? Okay. So you're going to give it to the ushers. They need it. <laughs> Thank you guys for coming down here. Okay, this might be a little different because I meant to talk to children. Okay, so have you ever bought something in a store and noticed that you had to pay a little bit more than the price tag said the item costs? <laughs> Extra money is called taxes, and we pay taxes to our government so that our government can help the poor and fund things like the library. Um, in Jesus' day, people pay taxes too. The people that collected the taxes were called tax collectors, and some of them took a lot more money for themselves than the government needed and kept most of it for themselves. Do you have an allowance, <laughs> or do you save up money that you get for birthdays or Christmas? Yes. yes. <laughs> you don't have an allowance? <laughs> um, how would you feel if someone were to take a large chunk of your money for themselves? Pretty bad, huh? That is how most of the people fell in, that's how most of the people in Jericho felt about Zacchaeus. He had taken a lot of their money for himself, and he had become really rich because of it. One day, Jesus came to Jericho, and all of the people in the city came to see him. They had heard that Jesus had performed miracles such as raising Lazarus from the dead and restoring Bartimaeus' sight. There were a lot of people there, and Zacchaeus was very short. According to Luke chapter 19, verses 4 through 7, Zacchaeus ran ahead of the crowd and climbed up in a sycamore tree to see Jesus, for he was about to pass by. 
When Jesus came by, he said, Zacchaeus, hurry up and come down, for I must stay at your house today. So he hurried and came down and received him joyfully. And when the crowd saw it, they grumbled. He has gone to, the get, to be the guest of a man who's a sinner. Zacchaeus was a little man with a big problem. He was a sinner. He stole money from nice people and made them feel really sad. Spending time with Jesus made him want to be a better person. He promised Jesus that he would give half of everything he had to the poor and that he would give everyone he cheated back four times what he owed them. Remember earlier when we talked about how you would feel if someone took a lot of your money? Yes. <laughs> how would you feel if that person came to you and said, I'm really sorry for stealing your money and gave you back four times what they owed you? Awesome. <laughs> really good, right? Jesus changed Zacchaeus' life for the better. It doesn't matter if you're short or tall. Jesus can change your life, too, if you believe in him and trust him. Pray after me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For sending Jesus. For sending Jesus. To change our lives. Change our lives. For the better. For the better. And thank you. And thank you. For your love and forgiveness. For your love and forgiveness. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Good morning. First scripture reading this morning is selection from Psalm 72, verses uh, 18 and 19. Praise be to the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does marvelous deeds. Praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you. 
come to our time of prayer, I want to remind you that we have a group uh, led by Paige uh, at Sockahatchee uh, Summer Service Camp. They left yesterday and will return on Saturday and we want to remember those young people who are working in this heat to repair and help uh, people's, people with their houses. 
Let us pray. Oh Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Oh God, you are a God of compassion. You give to the poor and to the needy and you give justice to those who need it. And we are blessed to know you. And so we come this day humbly before you, confessing our sins. We're reminded that we get easily distracted. And when we get distracted, we often then look for other signs of power and success instead of to you and the indwelling of your spirit. We forget that you are the source for all good and perfect things, that all honor belongs to you. For dishonoring you with our sin, we pray you would forgive us, that you would once more give us a spirit of rejoicing and reconciliation, that your spirit would empower us to be filled with faith, faith sufficient for the needs that we encounter. We pray this day for those who are, are broken in mind, body, or spirit. We pray that you would bring strength to them and that you'd empower us to bring courage and comfort. We know that, that you hear us. And so we pray that you will answer us and them and what's best in your good and perfect will. For we pray in the name of Christ who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue our worship with our giving. Let our ushers come forward.
Please be seated. Our gospel lesson today comes from Luke chapter 19, beginning at verse 1 through 10. Give attention now to the reading of God's Word. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. And a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. And he wanted to see who Jesus was, but being a short man, he could not because of the crowd. And so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see Jesus, since Jesus was coming in that direction. And when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said to him, he said, Zacchaeus, Come down. I must stay at your house today. And so he came down at once, and he welcomed Jesus gladly. All the people saw this, and they began to mutter, He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay them back four times the amount. And Jesus looked at Zacchaeus and said, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Gracious God, we thank you for Zacchaeus. We thank you for his salvation. We thank you for the salvation you offer us all. Help us to know that there are many who would be curious about you and would respond in the same way if we would invite them. Amen. First time I saw Mrs. Caldwell, I was shaking hands after the worship service, and Mrs. Caldwell was a really stout woman. And when I extended my hand, she grabbed me and gave me a big old bear hug. Several months later, several hugs later, I I realized that when I saw her, I needed to be ready. And she approached, and I breathed in a large gulp of air in anticipation of that hug, but she walked right by me without even a pause. 
Now, one of the things you learn being a minister is that if, is you, you start learning the people who will always stop and talk to you and shake your hands and those who need to leave for whatever reason uh, and don't always stop. So if someone stops who doesn't stop, or if someone doesn't stop who usually stops, you know there might be an issue, a problem. So I called after her. I said, are you okay? And she looked back and said, no, I'm mad. Well, the other thing you learn as a minister is the last thing you really want to hear at the end of the worship service is that someone is mad about something. So I talked to her, what's wrong? She said, Pastor, it's frustrating for me to see the pews half full. Doesn't the people know that Jesus visits here every week? That's a good question. Not too long ago, I noticed a billboard at a church that said, we know Jesus will be present, but will you? Wouldn't it be wonderful if everyone was as curious as Zacchaeus? Everyone was just as curious about what goes on inside a church and to know that Jesus is present there and wanted to stop by and to see and feel the presence of God. Sometimes through the years I've been asked if why is it that we parade the cross or the candle in and out of service? Why do we do that? And I tell people it's to remind us that Jesus has promised us through the power of the Holy Spirit to come and be present with us when we gather in His name. And when the cross or the candle goes out at the end of the service, it's to remind us that we're not alone when we go out into the world. That Jesus comes here when we worship, and Jesus goes with us when we leave to worship. Wouldn't it be great if everyone got as excited about the Holy Spirit's presence and Jesus being with us in worship as we do when we get a chance to get an autograph of some famous person. Many years ago, and it was many years ago, I managed the Roses store in Hickory, North Carolina. For those of you who've never heard of Roses, they were like Walmart at one time. As part of a promotion... We had arranged uh, to sell a slew of records. Y'all remember what records are? Okay. And we had arranged a visit by this rising country singer who was named Ronnie McDowell. Now, none of you remember him, do you? Anybody remember him? A couple of you? Okay. He never did quite make it. Probably because he came to our store. I don't know. But he was a rising country singer, and you would not have believed the number of people that showed up and how excited they were. People were climbing all over each other and the display tables and knocking down racks. And I mean, it was just, it was crazy. They were that excited about seeing and hearing this Ronnie McDowell. Well, you see, that is a little bit what was going on that day in Jericho. You see, you gotta remember Jesus was passing through the scripture says, and Jesus at this point in time was a little bit like a superstar. He, he, had, he had taught and preached, you might say, at some packed houses, packed mountains. He had performed some huge miracles. And this day, the word had come, he's going to pass through our village on the way to Jerusalem. 
And so there were people all over the place trying to see him, trying to get a better look, trying to touch him, calling out to him. And it's in this context that we hear about Zacchaeus, a sinner who has heard of Jesus but didn't yet know him. Now it seems to me like that that's really the most of us are that way, even today, but surely the ones who are outside the church must be that way. They've heard of Jesus. How could you have not heard of Jesus in, in, in this century with media the way it is? But they maybe just don't know him. They see him as some kind of vengeful, hateful, condemning God, and that's not the God I worship. And they don't have a personal relationship with Jesus. They don't know how important it is. So you really can't blame the folks who don't know Jesus yet that way. You have to blame us. And such was the case of the man called Zacchaeus. This man was described as being rich in worldly goods. He had some stature in the community. He was the chief tax collector, even though that meant he was really the chief criminal in town. But as a person, he came up short. He's, he was vertically challenged, like I am, like my wife is. Too short physically to see above the crowds. Short of, of a personal relationship with Jesus. And yet, and yet, he climbed a tree to get a better look at this superstar that was passing by. And now I want you to ponder that for a moment. What happened prior to Jesus' appearance that caused Zacchaeus to be curious, to have this curiosity? What happened? What leads someone to come to this place of faith and righteousness? What causes someone to seek the presence of Jesus Christ? What? What does? Every one of us here heard something that caused us to be curious about Christ at some point in our life. you'd have to assume that the reason Zacchaeus was there was that someone must have said something to him. It might have been a neighbor. It might have been a business associate. Someone would have had to said something to Zacchaeus, it seems to me. It seems to me that if we could answer these questions, we'd be well on our way to fulfilling the mission of the church, which is to make disciples and grow the kingdom of God. That was our commission from the beginning. It has not changed. And yet we live in a time where if you pick up any uh, magazine or article or newspaper or listen on the television, you will see and internet that we're in a time of steep decline. Could it be we have lost our own curiosity, our own excitement to come and be present to the Lord Jesus Christ? And because of that, we're not sharing our excitement, our curiosity with those others. 
Well, in any case, Zacchaeus did find himself in the path of Jesus that day, which is very act of going and climbing that tree is a step of faith. It is a step of faith. And something that Jesus always responds to is faith. And Jesus' path intersected with Zacchaeus that day. And Jesus looked up and called out to Zacchaeus. Now, I, I can't help but imagine that not only did the crowd murmur about that, but I imagine some were outright uh, disgusted. I can just see some of the disciples, because disciples have, have seen, been, there's been examples of the, of the disciples in other areas in the Scripture. I can probably see some of the disciples telling Jesus, you need to go on, you need to move on, you don't need to associate with this person. Jesus was delaying his journey for this little, insignificant, and probably despised man. And yet, this passing through Jesus did just that. He stopped and called out to Zacchaeus. Not only did Zacchaeus get to see Jesus that day, but Jesus wanted to know Zacchaeus. Think about that. Jesus wanted to fellowship with Zacchaeus. Jesus wanted to go home with Zacchaeus. Jesus wanted to eat with Zacchaeus. Jesus could see that Zacchaeus was as important a person, if not the most important person in the whole world at that moment. You know, I really think that many people are like Zacchaeus today. They live out relatively short lives, unable to see clearly what's really important, and if left alone, they might never take a risk and meet Jesus. Oh, they might think that their sin's too great, or someone won't accept me if I walk into that church. And you know, I think sometimes that might be the other reason the church is in decline. Is that we say we have open doors and open hearts and open minds, and yet we do not practice it very well, do we? Someone once said that some people are swept into heaven on their personal experience of God. Some walk in on their intellectual understanding of God. And some are carried in on the faith of others in God. In every case, the person would have had to be witnessed some way, either in word or deed, by someone somewhere. Zacchaeus' curiosity was sparked by a witness. Might have been a neighbor who'd heard that Jesus was coming. Might have been a co-worker. Could have been simply that he saw the excitement of people. You know, on the front of the of, of, of one of the directories, I don't know if it's the newest directory or not, but it shows people walking in a hurry to come into the front of the church. I can't help but imagine in the good old days when we all didn't drive five or six miles from the drive into the church or five or six miles in a car, but we actually walked from our houses around this church to the church. The excitement that must have generated to everybody else watching the people walk and coming to church in a hurry to come to church. 
it must have sparked some curiosity, especially in a church like this in a downtown uh, area, but it really is, is a residential area back this way, isn't it? The noticeable excitement by other people might have drawn Zacchaeus to see Jesus. Without a witness, Zacchaeus may have never climbed that tree. But he did. And his life was forever changed. And Jesus' presence intersected there in the place of need. And he looked up and he found Zacchaeus because God is always faithful to his promise to seek and to save and to be present to us. And this hasn't changed. This has not changed. Christ still comes around looking for people who are curiously gathered. Christ still comes to all those that often we call our outcasts. Christ still comes to those that we might call sinners, forgetting that we're just as sinful. Christ does not stop seeking and showing grace and compassion. And He comes to us, and He comes to the Zacchaeus of the world, and our meeting with Him, and Zacchaeus' meeting with the risen Christ, was not to receive condemnation. Jesus never said one word of condemnation in that conversation. But to receive mercy and to invite Him to be with Him. Grace for our often short and burdened lives. Grace. <clears throat> God's grace is greater than all our sin. Grace is what the world needs more of. Grace. And we are given an opportunity in that moment when we see Jesus and we know Jesus. And Jesus wants to know us, wants to eat with us, stay in our house with us. We're moved and we're transformed. We're transformed and moved in an eternal way. And almost immediately, Zacchaeus responds to this simple gesture. This simple gesture. And he said, Sir, I will give half, half, not 10%, half of my possessions. And if I've wronged anyone here, I will make restitution not one time but four times now I know there's cynics a cynical person would say well of course he had to say something like that I mean after all all the crowd was murmuring and Jesus was standing there and you know what else is he going to do well you know what I believe Jesus can look into our hearts and can tell our motives and can tell whether or not we're genuine. And I think Jesus listened to Zacchaeus. He looked into his heart and Jesus responded back. Jesus says, today, this moment, salvation has come to this house, to this man. And he included him. He included him. He said he is now a son of Abraham, an heir to the promises of God. My friends, Jesus, like all of us, has a need. 
Zacchaeus, like all of us, have a need, something we, that's missing in our life. It might have been missing and we might have now fulfilled it, or it might still be missing. But after this encounter with Jesus, Zacchaeus' life was completely and eternally transformed in Christ. And Jesus knows the importance of saving even one little short sinner. Jesus, is in, who is enthroned in heavenly majesty, still is willing to come to us, to come to our place of need, to come and save by offering us fellowship with Him. For this to happen, for those outside this place, we have to be willing to invite them to become curious by our actions of compassion and forgiveness and love. We must have the same passion as Jesus does. And unless we're willing to help someone climb up into that tree, in other words, let, help them experience this place that transforms people because it has the presence of God, unless we're willing to be someone who helps with that, it will not change. Friends, do you realize how absolutely frightening, how absolutely hard it is? For a person who has not been in church, who's never been part of the church, who doesn't know anything about Jesus except maybe, you know, Jesus is a good guy and there's churches everywhere. They, how hard it is for them to come and pull into this parking lot and, and walk through closed doors into a place of strangers, not knowing whether or not they'll be told to leave. Mrs. Caldwell, all that many years ago, reminded me that Jesus comes by here every day. Every Sunday, Jesus is here looking for someone wanting to know more about Him. Someone who wants to know more about how to live an abundant life. Zacchaeus encountered Jesus with the fellowship of the curious. With all those who had taken the time to find out what's going on. My friends, I've come to love this church and you so much. And it's hard for me Lord, I hope I'm trying to keep it together this last day. But it's hard for me to leave here knowing that so many things are undone. This church has great promise in its community. There's no reason that one of our sister churches only three or four miles away from us is growing by leaps and bounds and we're not. I hope and pray that we will all get a... This is my last word for you, is this. Take a risk. Take a risk. Take whatever risk it needs to be taken. To bring curiosity back into this community about memorial. Climb that tree with someone. Be part of the curious yourself and then help all those others find their way here this church has a whole lot more future ahead of it and things to give and I pray that you will find that 
new curiosity yourself. Take a risk. You got a new minister coming. He's young, which means he'll have lots of new ideas. Listen to him. Know he's guided by the Holy Spirit. Follow his leadership. Be curious. Climb a tree with a friend. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. May you always know the blessings of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Almighty, Eternal, Triune God, one God, now and forevermore. Amen.